This is The Runner On Air. Welcome back to The Runner On Air. I'm your host, Eric Dean. And today we have a very special guest joining us for this segment. Would you mind introducing yourself? Oh, thank you. This is President Lynette Zalesny. It's just a real joy to be with you on this podcast. So happy to support our runner. Thank you. Katie, would you mind introducing yourself? I'm out there. Yes. Hey, everyone. My name is Katie Gorey. I'm a CSUB student, and I'm a multimedia reporter for the runner. My name is Sam Underwood. I'm the current editor-in-chief for the runner. As far as I know, this was something we planned last semester, but with time and like deadlines and everything, we weren't able to get it. So thank you for following up this semester. Very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. It was Katie's idea from the get. Uh, <laughs> Did you want to start off, Katie? Uh, sure. Uh, I just want to first say thank you again, Dr. Zalesny. So welcome, really, Katie. Uh, President Zalesny, really appreciate it. So we're starting the first uh, beginning of the new semester, new academic year, and last year was your big arrival, your first year here. You had a lot of great events planned, a lot of things, um, initiatives, one of them being the RISE initiative. Yes. Um, now that we start the second year, we're, into your, we're starting this new beginning. Um, what is the next step? Yes, for the I campus? certainly do. Thanks so much for asking such a great question, Katie. I'm really excited that it was such a good first year, and I think we had lots to celebrate in that beginning year. But this year, we still have our foot on the accelerator. So the RISE initiative is our strategic planning process. And as you know, we had a very inclusive, very thorough and comprehensive work last year that uh, we heard the voices of our campus community and also of our external community about who CSUB should be in the next five years, what makes us proud to be at CSUB, and what we really need to focus on. Because it was very clear in listening to the voices, um, 50 pages of data and ideas that we collected over the year, we heard a very strong theme, students drive what we do. And so we are uh, kicking off this year with Strategic Plan 2.0, RISE, and that means that we will move forward. It is, it is currently in its penultimate draft that gives those coming back to university who have been away for the summer one last chance to look at the draft of the strategic plan and say, this is ours. This is the voice of all of us, and we now all stand by this work. There are five goals in the RISE initiative, the strategic plan that we'll move forward on. And again, you'll hear the, uh, the student driver in all of these. Strengthen and inspire student success and lifelong learning, goal one. Goal two, advance faculty and staff success. Goal three, develop and sustain high quality and innovative academic programs and support services. Goal four, recognize and address regional needs in collaboration with our community. And goal five, diversify, enhance, and responsibly steward our campus resources. So what you will hear this year is that we will ratify the strategic plan. We have a, a, a forum tomorrow. I, I hope I'll see you there. The open forum is one in which I give you updates uh, since I saw you from uh, uh 
the summer break, and we have lots of things happening here at our campus. But we will also ask for one last round of feedback, one last opportunity, and then we will be ready to celebrate our strategic plan and move on into action. We'll continue the leadership uh, as we've had it. We have a we have an administrative co-lead and we have a faculty co-lead on each goal, and they've broken each of the goals out into strategies, and each strategy also has a metric, so we'll know if we have accomplished our goals. And we will be reporting out every semester in uh, Strategic Plan 2.0 so that you'll know how, how we're progressing and where we have gaps and need to really, again, f- uh, focus our attention. So thanks for asking such a great question. And again, I think it'll frame a lot of the questions that you have today. Yes, it, it, and very much so. I love that you brought up the President's Open Forum. And in preparing for the interview, I was doing research and seeing oh, what questions am I going to ask, what events are coming up, and then just perfect timing, I landed in my in my, in my inbox and I was checking and I received the invitation. And I just thought, wow, what a wonderful thing that the president has an open forum. I'm wanting to know, is there gonna be a more of this? Is this gonna be an, yes. a regular thing, reoccurring? New tradition, new tradition. And one of the reasons we're doing this is in response to people who are, are very much wanting communication. And uh, we are uh, communicating in multiple ways. Today is but one of the ways we wanna reach our audience and let them know what's happening here at CSUB because it's a very exciting time to be serving here together. So uh, expect to have an open forum every single semester. And this will be just like run or walk and talk that we had this morning. We'll be doing, we'll be doing that also as a tradition as well every month. Wonderful. Awesome. I uh, actually caught the Provost Open Forum last week and that was really interesting to I got to listen to it while I was driving to work, but yeah, it was really, really nice to, you know, I had to tell you I had questions. I wish I could have pulled over and emailed them. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm really proud um, of the fact that he's responding in uh, in additional ways too. I mean, I think we're really trying to communicate in in the most effective ways for those that, that uh, want um, information um, about what we're doing and where we're going together. And so I really do thank our interim provost, Vernon Harper. I think he's done a great job responding to that. He had two open forums for the Academic Affairs Unit, and so thank you for attending that. And he also sends out a newsletter. So again, we're really we're really uh, focused on that communication piece. And for me, the open forum is so important, Katie, because I really prefer to have a dialogue. I I want to hear from others. I want to hear responses. I want to I want to learn from ideas that might make the idea that we're starting with better. And and it always becomes better when I get to have a conversation and hear from you. Does anyone you guys have a question you want to might add or ask? Yeah, I was just wondering for the forum tomorrow. Do you yes. know the time and location Eight, of it? Eight thirty to ten o'clock, and it is open to our entire campus, students, faculty, staff, and actually if the if the, if the external community wants to attend, they're welcome there. In fact, we'll probably have media there. It is in the multi-purpose room okay. in the student union. So, and there will be refreshments there. So, do come. We have uh, we have a lot of things to announce progress on. So, I think you will see that this will be a very energized year. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, getting back to the Rise Initiative, it's such a big component, and it's such a the reach of it is very far on this campus. And in in saying that, um, I know the Dreamer Center has been a big part to help, you know, some of our students rise and become all that they can be and be the best that they can be. Where are we with the Dream Center? What are the hopes there? Yes, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's one of the pride points from last year. 
uh, last year when I came aboard, we uh, we brought together a group of campus leaders uh, and uh, community leaders, uh, Dolores Huerta, uh, as well as Andres uh, Chavez, who's an alum of CSUB and grandson of Cesar Chavez, as, as well as other important community members. And we call it our Latino Council. And that council was the one that accelerated the work in moving forward in making sure that CSUB be, became a campus that was giving services uh, to our Dreamer students. So our Dreamer Resource Center and that student that, that name came from our students, uh, will be in the Magic Building, and we are now just in the final stages of hiring our director. I think you're going to be really pleased. Uh, yes. We had great applicants for this role, and we will have a ribbon cutting and a celebration of the Dream, Dreamer Resource Center. Uh, the very first Latino Council, which will be happening uh, this coming month, we will be touring the, the Dreamer uh, Center. So we look forward to um, serving students in new ways, giving them resources. One of the things that will also be happening in that center is that it will also allow for legal services. So there will be monthly legal services uh, for students and their families that will be provided. So again, I want to thank the Latino Advisory Council here at CSUB. You are remarkable. When can we expect an announcement for the uh, director of the Dream Center? I think we are uh, about a week away. About a week away. Yes, so stand by. I think you'll be very pleased. It's, I think it's a negotiation right now. Uh, students had a very strong voice in uh, the feedback, uh, and uh, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed that students will get their, their first choice. How do you stay motivated? What are some ways that you keep pushing and handling everything that you do? Oh, that's a really super easy question <laughs> for me. So uh, it's you. It's you. Okay. So that's that. I love young people. And that that is what gets me up in the morning. The cabinet is reading a book right now called Start With Why, Simon Sinek. Mm -hmm. We heard about it. We had a motivational speaker that came to University oh, Day. Speaker. Wasn't she great? Yes, she was. And so she kicked it off with the why, start with why. The why of it all is, is are the students, yeah. it's you. So that's what get, gets me motivated, that's what keeps me energized. I think that just those those high touch points with students every single day, um, and I'm out every day every day on campus, just, just so I can keep energized because it's the students that um, make me smile. And I know that our, our entire team here at CSUB is very interested in making sure that students feel that, that caringness, that personal touch from us, and we want you to succeed. That, that is the why. I feel special. You <laughs> are special. <laughs> I'm a very active student on campus. Yes, you are. <laughs> I love seeing you everywhere. Yes, I, I go to as much events as I can go to, and almost nearly every one, I happen to run into you, or I see you there. Yes present and engaging and we tend to have the the notion of being a commuter campus um what are some of your plans or some of your hopes or how could we engage our students to be to be more involved in the things and the happenings here on this campus? yes well thank you uh we really are moving forward to 
uh, beyond an identity as a commuter campus. We really resonate to being a metropolitan university. We're a regional comprehensive university that serves Kern County. The vast majority of our students come from Kern County, not all, but most of them do, and they will continue to serve in Kern County when they graduate from CSUB. So we are a metropolitan university. We are one of the fastest growing counties in California, and we also have so many assets here. You know, the number one ag uh, county in the United States. We are number two in energy, but that's only oil. And when you think about also our alternative energy, solar, wind, um, we are players in the world. So this is an amazing county. I also love the culture of this county. You know, I, I chose to come to this county. This is where I wanted to be. I've been in the Central Valley as a professional all of my life, just, just because I love the people in the Central Valley. Uh, very salt of the earth. They're, they're very brave and courageous. And, uh, and coming to Bakersfield has only underscored how special uh, the Central Valley is. So to, to hear the culture of, of country western music here and the struggles that people uh, had to uh, overcome uh, to become famous game changers in music is, uh, is really something I'm very, very proud of. So um, this is a place that uh, is on the rise. And uh, I see it everywhere we're at, but it's because of the people and their fortitude and their bravery to be themselves. And so as we move forward um, as a metropolitan university, I think we'll, 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 we'll more fully embrace the diversity of what it means to be a metropolitan university and engage students in so many ways. Really what I'm hoping is that I hope students like you, Katie, who is everywhere on campus, I hope that students will find a role here at the university. Here you're in media, but you're also in other leadership organizations, and that's why we run into each other quite often. And I hope that your modeling that will help other students realize, okay, this is how I feel a part of the university and get a full collegiate experience. And that's what CSUB has to offer as a metropolitan university. Wonderful. Well said. Um, another thing that students do have, um, I hear concerns with, or I hear different rumblings um, that comes up time and time again is student housing. Yes. Um, I know we, there was some... Um, Concerns brought up last semester uh, r regarding uh, student housing. Uh, how do you hope to remedy that? Or is there any kind of plans or you have any yes. motion or ideas that might yes. help fix that situation? Really listening to students. So, you know, we, get, we got a lot of feedback last year about price. So price point was reduced for student housing. Um, we were at about a 63% capacity last year for housing. And again, housing is another best practice, particularly for freshmen that uh, that are coming from the rural communities, because they need to land on campus, find work here, get immersed in leadership and, and other high-impact practices. So this year, we, we have an 85% capacity, and we will be at 100% uh, capacity. So we're messaging better about what is in the residence halls. It's not just a place uh, to uh, study. Uh, and, and uh, you know, find yourself after a day of classes, but it's a place where there will be cultural activities. We'll, we'll pro be providing new tutoring services 
uh, and academic programs over in the residence halls, and we're also really working on our food, uh, which is, I, I think, it'd always be a continual uh, conversation with students and with faculty and staff, frankly, as well. So we're really listening. We're trying to move forward. Uh, there is a uh, proposal, and we've uh, spoken last week. I was uh, out in the rural community speaking with all superintendents that are outside a 30-mile radius from CSUB where students are driving in, driving back. Well, that's not really providing them with the best possible collegiate experience. So we'll be moving forward for freshmen for a mandatory housing in the residence halls. Now, uh, do want to be really clear, we do know that that won't be 100% of all students will be able to do that. We will be working really hard behind the scenes to try to provide the full financial package uh, so their financial aid will pay for their housing um, if they are in that category. And we also understand that for cultural, family, or other reasons, some students might not be able to take advantage of that opportunity. But it's been a great conversation with the rural superintendents. I will say that in Delano, we know we'll just have to go one student at a time, um, and, and we're fine with that. But we want to start the messaging that we feel so strongly about having a place for freshmen to really get that full university experience. That we'll, we'll put aside a room um, and a place for them in the university residence halls for them to come and uh, to begin their their collegiate uh, career here, um, and then uh, and and then for those that um, uh, that want that opportunity, it'll be available to them. For those that want the exception, we have a plan in place and a and a committee that will review those, and it's quite generous indeed. Uh, it was great. I was at McFarland. I thought McFarland was going to have a parade for us with this idea. They felt so great that we were paying true attention to the best. Uh, best practices for their students in McFarland, and they they were all behind this. Thank you, thank you for finally coming and sharing with us that that you really see our students and that you're really trying to give them the very best opportunity. So uh, we'll con we'll continue to work on this, and um, and again we'll we'll be able to make capacity given the rooms that we have there. But for now, that's one of the initiatives moving forward, and I think it'll be great for those freshmen that we can get a financial package that will take advantage of it. Is this something that will start in the coming school year? Coming or is school this year, all, is yes. it phased out a couple? No, it's it's the, it will be the next academic okay. year, so the the twenty twenty one year. And again, we expect that this will this will be a transition. So uh, we'll have some students that will be willing to start with that opportunity, and then we we see it growing from there. Mm. Yeah. So you're not talking about mandatory. Now you're not talking about mandatory freshmen. All freshmen. No, being just those outside the 30 mile radius. Okay. Um, so we have the numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a it's a few hundred students, um, and one of the things that made us uh, move forward with this is that it's a best practice. The CSU is. Uh, moving towards this more and more, especially with freshmen. We see it also across the nation. The research is absolutely clear that the best way to uh, retain a freshman is to make sure that they are in the residence halls and have wraparound services. But we do have a bit of a uh, challenge with retention from freshman to sophomore, particularly in the rural communities. So we're hoping that this opportunity will make a difference for them. So there are going to be any kind of exemptions for, I mean, they use Big about list, big long list. Okay. Yeah, big long list of exclusions. That's, right. that's why I went out to talk with the superintendents. I said, let me know if this is this list is fully going to cover what your students will need. And I said, the most important one is the last one, other. Right. right. So, uh, so we totally get that 
you know, there's there's going to be unique uh, exceptions, right. and we're we're going to be very respectful of that. But we also want to start sending the message, and we'll we hope to bring families to campus to see this is a really good opportunity, particularly if we can give you a financial package. Right. And we need parents to realize that it's the best thing for their freshmen uh, to, to come here and to, to have that, that great experience. I like that. Um, I'm actually a student that would be outside the 30-mile yes. uh, radius. Um, I live in Delano, and yes. I commute to college. Um, but however, my story is a little different, and I sure. got here through the transfer program there you at go. BC. So would this be something that in the future might be offered to a transfer student that happens to be uh, 30 miles outside sure. of the radius? Well, probably we're just right now going to focus on the data and the and okay. freshmen. And, uh, uh, but tra- transfer students are allowed in the, in the, right. in the residence halls. Uh, it's, it's amazing how many uh, transfer students I talked to when I went for move-in day. So you're welcome to come. But no, probably not going to be a focus there because the, it's, the research is, is really focused on that freshman experience and residence residence hall being a best a best practice so but in my view uh you know I was in the residence hall up until my senior year of college and uh, I was you know I was very very much indebted to that experience for you know keeping me engaged as active as I am here on this campus and how engaged I am there will be a point in time where commencement will come yes and I will um be graduating um I know in particular this year is uh so a big celebration, the 50th, 50th year yeah. commencement ceremony. Yes, yes. Um, I know we're quite a ways out from there. Yes. Um, but is there anything you can share regarding that? Any kind of special things well, that be happening? Well, I, I, I can't be a spoiler. I, I'm not going to be able to do, <laughs> give any spoiler oh, alerts man. here today. I will say there are some really great student-focused um, ideas mm-hmm. that I think you're going to be really happy with that we will be moving forward with. And of course, uh, one thing I will share this year is that uh, we will be moving forward with a December graduation. So that December graduation is uh, a great, again, a great sign for us because what that should say to you is that we're graduating students at a faster rate than we have before, and we're really happy to see students get to the finish line. So uh, December graduation is going to be a new tradition here at CSUB along with our spring graduation. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think a lot of students know about that. I just found out about it last few weeks and yes. I was going to get ready yes. to ask you about yes. that. Yes, so look uh, for some messaging on that. Uh, we just have some final details on the location of it. Uh, unfortunately, it'll probably have to be off campus because uh, uh, December is a big, uh, a, a, well, weather-wise, it won't be outside, but also it's a big month uh, for us in the Icardo Center with our uh, athletic competitions. We're so usually we down to the... Yeah, vo- volleyball. Season, yeah, volleyball. Uh, uh, so we'll be down to the finish line, uh, and this is our final year in the WAC. So uh, so stay tuned. Final details on that, but I think it's going to be a really uh, great event, and students students that are, that are um, able to graduate are being um, uh, communicated with now. Um, I just... Wanted to know um, a little about recycling. I yes. Did, I happened to do like a paper on it last semester yes. and was happy to see like how involved we are with the nonprofit BARC and yes. the recycling bins. Yes. Um, do you know if there's any improvements that we're going to 
uh, on top of what we already do? Well, you asked me a really good question because I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm an environmental psychologist by training. That's what my PhD is in. Oh, wow. And um, actually, my dissertation was on recycling. So oh, okay. um, so we're really doing a great job with recycling um, here on our campus. And uh, we are always thinking about the uh, campus beautification. So we're doing an amazing job. We're recognized as uh, a uh, one of the most beautiful campuses in the U.S., and uh, we stay focused also on making sure that we are free of litter. Uh, and so uh, we're going to continue to to, uh, to make that a value that we have uh, as as a as a team here at CSUB. So so look look for more involvement in uh, yeah. recycling and being sustainable here okay. at CSUB. Yeah. I sat in on one of the um, sustainability meetings that you guys had. It was nice to hear yes. the different sides and yes. like the inputs and everything. Yes, we have some good momentum there. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. That's, that's great. I just actually made the trend. We, we thought about expanding maybe the, um, a, lot, a, lot of the a lot of the books that we use uh, are not available in e, e-format. Yes, um, yes. Is there any plans to expand yeah. that? I mean, it's hard to we're, do because there's publisher, every publisher is different. But like I just, re- I don't know if you noticed, I just recently made the transition to digital notes. I don't want to, you know, I don't carry yeah. notebooks anymore. So, so we have actually made some groundbreaking work. So the library leadership has been uh, moving forward. There, uh, there will be a push forward for um, the first E major. So, uh, so stay tuned. It's all faculty driven, um, and so we're hoping that we'll be able to roll out a major that will only use e-books. And uh, we're also very focused, too, on open source. So those are books that are free that have been vetted by other faculty members. And the CSU has a great library for uh, faculty members to, uh, to use books in all disciplines. So, uh, so I think that is the future. And um, so I really look forward to celebrating that first department that says, let's be the ones that go sustainable, and we are the first E-major. That's great. Uh, once again, I just want to thank you, President Zaleski, for being here, being a part of this, and engaging with us thank you, Katie. Uh, on this platform. You're welcome. Um, I want to offer you an opportunity to maybe um, any final thoughts or final words you want to yeah. share with the listeners. Yeah, thank you. Well, you had a question here, and I just I do want to give a real shout-out to uh, Claudia Katoda, who, when I came aboard as president, I upgraded her to chief diversity officer. I think she's done a great job. She's really been focused in making sure that we are uh, very, very focused on diversity as a value here. And I, I'm very excited about the leadership, particularly around um, our LGBTQ community. And um, and I want to I want to thank Samantha De La Cruz. Uh, on ASI. I want to give her a shout out on the podcast here. Uh, Samantha, you're amazing and wonderful. Thank you for being the ASI diversity and inclusion uh, senator and, and, and so many other leaders here on campus as well. So we're moving forward in making sure that diversity is part of every conversation. And, uh, and let me just say to all students listening, um, it's really important that you stay uh, engage with the university, know that we're here to care about you. Uh, make sure that you're taking 15 units a semester because we want you to get to the finish line, and that is a best practice. And we also want to make sure that you know all the opportunities that we have waiting for you here. So if you haven't experienced an undergraduate research um, opportunity, we double the number of students that we give stipends to in the summer to work one-on-one with a faculty member, and we love to have you be part of that program. Study abroad. Uh, what a life-changing experience, internships, don't forget the RAMP program, that's your alumni association, mentoring, 
I am a mentor as well in that program, and I love it. Um, I also want to let you know that uh, we are a member of HACU, the Hispanic Association of Colleges and Universities. It's a national uh, national organization, and uh, and as a Hispanic serving institution, I want to let you know that the very first thing that the cabinet voted on up at La Paz. Uh, the site of uh, the Cesar Chavez National Monument was that we move forward to um, move from 24 stipends that would pay for students to go to a national conference for haiku to interview with graduate schools and with corporations to move from 24 to 35. That will be happening next year, next academic year. Again, thanks to the leadership of Claudia Katoda um, in the president's office uh, that's fully paid scholarship. And um, we have had students that have gone to NASA, to Kellogg, to uh, doctoral programs, take advantage of those opportunities. And we also hope that you'll, you'll know that um, we're investing in you because we hope that you'll invest in Kern County and that we hope that you'll continue to serve in your professional career, in your civic duties uh, here in Kern County, and in growing your family in Kern County. So um, so it's such a pleasure to serve here at CSUB, and the thing that makes it so special are the students that we serve. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Thank, Thank you, Katie. Thank, Thank, you Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all for today's segment. Just remember to go out, be positive, spread love, and go runners.